So I feel really stupid. Oh, yeah. That we've spent the last like, I don't know, several weeks trying to figure out why my audio has been so bad. (laughs) And I'm like, John, I can't figure it out. It sounds fine in my head, but it doesn't sound fine on the recording. Like what's happening? And now after troubleshooting it a bunch of times and like adjusting locations, like moving around rooms, like trying to figure out what it is, I feel so stupid that it was just a messed up setting Long. on our recording app. Rut row. It, it happens to the best of us. I just feel so dumb. It's fine. It always defaulted to the right microphone. Yeah, it did. To be fair, for your, on your side, it, it always did. So, you know. I feel tricked and <laughs> deceived. Oh. I feel okay. like I should reach out to their customer service <clears throat> and be like, I have been humiliated. Guys, what did you do to me? <laughs> I sound like... But that's what got me. Is you were like, "What do you think you sound like on yeah. the recording?" And I'm like, "It sounds like it's on my laptop. Right? Like, it sounds like it's my laptop recording me, not yeah. the microphone." But I don't understand all that's happening because I sound fine in yep. my headphones. And then you're like, "What yeah. if we just check this?" What if you know? Give it a little go. Yeah, and then I like died inside. <laughs> More I'm so sorry. than I already have, right? I'm, I'm sorry, buddy. Um, do you it's want? Okay. Do you want something, you know, if we're doing confessions, do you want a confession from me? I, do I? I don't know, you know, you might be kind of surprised by this one. Okay. Um. So uh, I was driving the other day and I was thinking about like different, different kinds of drivings that I've done and different cars that I've driven. And I, I, I came to a bit of a realization. Uh, okay. I, the first bit is, you know, fair enough. Uh, the the opportunity won't always present itself. But so first of all, I've never driven a Porsche. Oh, it's great. You should try it. Second of all, I don't think I've even ridden in one before. Oh, really? Yeah. Now that like since I started to actually kind of think about it, it's like somehow just it never happened. Huh. We I've, should we should work on that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like I've been in a lot of other nice cars and brands, mm-hmm. but somehow Porsche never made the cut i don't know (laughs) just one of those weird things well i think we can fix that the next time we're all together probably so oh my god right (laughs) i want susie to drive work on that susie's great yeah you should let susie drive you okay cool i'm uh i'm i'm completely for that if they pass through lafayette again for uh a road trip (laughs) they should stop (laughs) we should have that to the list kick your dad out on the side of the road let me hop in. <laughs> You'd be so mad. <laughs> be like yelling obscenities in Louisiana. And everybody's be like, "Oh, that's just that's just Tuesday." Oh, it's it must be one o'clock on Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. All right. All right. You ready to get this thing going? Yeah. Let's, uh, now let's... we've we've gotten our confessions out. Yeah. 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 Here we go. Boom! <gasps> Welcome to Ten Tens Podcast, where we talk tense and make little sense. I'm your host, India Monroe, and this is my Porsche-deprived co-host, John Aww. Burkhart. Hi, John. <laughs> I know. I feel really bad for you, too. Not even a 944. Gotta get it together, buddy. You know, like those things were everywhere for a while. Everywhere. God bless. What am I doing? 
I think the next time you're at an autocross, though, and like if there's a Porsche there, you just yeah. go up to the person and say like, hey, I've actually never ridden in a Porsche before. And they'll be like, get in. Yeah. Or they're like, hey, I really got to make this run and uh, I can't take on that much ballast. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sweetie. <laughs> well, how's it going otherwise? It's going. <laughs> it's going. It's, it's, uh, it's been a work week. Uh, it's only Tuesday. I know, right? <laughs> it's uh, you know, just getting through stuff. Um, has anyone found your bet hanging in the server room? No, not yet. Oh, well, actually, um, the office manager went in there for something and completely missed it. Oh, she just lame. like walked. She walked right past it. So it's incredibly disappointing. I know. I know. I was disappointed. So I repositioned it so it's more in your face. And uh, it hasn't occurred yet, so, you know, we'll just have to see. I feel like you need to set up a GoPro or something, like right there. Well, that thing would be sitting there for a long time. Doesn't matter. (laughs) So, I've got some more. I got the last of three of the Wink Wines. Okay, cool. What is it? This one is Alma Libre. It is a 2020 white wine blend from Chile. Oh, like Houston's family. Yeah, uh, there's some um, Spanish. Uh, there's a Spanish sentence. I'm not gonna attempt to say that. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then, and then there is a another sentence that reads, "Freedom is a or sorry, freedom is as wide as the wind." Wind. Maybe forts... it's that in Spanish. Yeah, probably. Okay. So freedom is as wide as the wind. Wind for its freedom has a voice and a name. What? <laughs> I know, right? And what does that even mean? It's really hard to read, but the quote is credited to into Tillman. I don't okay. know. Uh, so, yeah. And then Wink's um, website reads, a cool climate white blend from Chile with notes of fright, white fruits and earth. Leave your expectations behind with this nuanced individualist white wine blend. Amalibre translates to free spirit in Spanish and is a perfect description of this category-defying wine. Category-defying. The cool coastal area of Casablanca Valley is without a doubt one of the most interesting regions for grape growing in the southern hemisphere. For this wine, temperatures uh, were kept low during fermentation and the wine was aged in stainless steel to preserve acidity. A month's worth of Lee's stirring also adds complexity and nuance. What is Lee's stirring? Spell it. L-E-E-S. Oh, it's just when you stir the wine while it's in barrels. Okay. Um, So uh, a month's worth of Lee's stirring also adds complexity and nuance. Mm -hmm. Careful attention to detail throughout the whole process produces a wine that is delicate but bright and concentrated. Full of fresh fruit aromas and anchored by a touch of savory spice and earth. Ooh, what does it pair with? Uh, pairs well with poultry, cheese, cured meats, and veggies. Ooh, charcutes. Yeah. We love charcutes. I do. Um, what letter were we on? Bo- we did body. Yeah. Um, so the next, well, this one doesn't really work out. Maybe we need to skip because this one is just. No, say it. So C is for Cabernet Sauvignon and Chardonnay. I don't care. Read it. All right. Um, Or at least read read or read Chardonnay. Okay. Since you're drinking white. Okay. C is for Chardonnay. Quite possibly the first white wine you ever tried. 
one of the most popular great varietals in the world. This green-skinned fruit is planted in plenty is planted in pretty much every wine-growing region around the world. Chardonnay wines can vary widely in flavor, from California's buttery, oaky numbers to the polished <laughs> to, <Sorry>. the... <laughs> to the polished, mentally driven juice made in France's Burgundy region. Ron Burgundy, yes to, Burg- yes to white Burgundies. Okay, <clears throat> so that's Chardonnay. Was Chardonnay my first white wine? No. Okay, because I'm I don't sophisticated. Think so. No, it's not that. It's just. I don't drink a lot of Chardonnay. So the website also said that this should have been corked 20 minutes ago, and I didn't read that. So okay, uh, Pingy's doing his work now. Well, so I guess let's do this. Why don't you take a sip now and then uh-huh. set a timer for 20 minutes and take a sip then Fair and enough. see if it's different. Yeah. Good job, Pingy. That was a good pop, buddy. All right. Pour it all right. Didn't need to use the. Uh, oh no! Nope, it is. It is dripping. It's fine. It's white. It's yeah. not going to stain anything. <laughs> um, smells pretty fruity. Not that. That's a good start. <laughs> yeah, not that heavy wine smell that I often reference. Whatever that is. Mm-hmm. The wine nitty is low in smell. You should add that. You should send that submission to Wink for their <laughs> A to Z wine guide. <laughs> I was I was looking at the uh, chart and I was like, oh my god! Just individual drinks alone, we have this is our eighty first entry, but then wow. a lot of them have <laughs> multiple ratings, mm-hmm. so we're probably closer to a hundred in total. Dang! So like, we're starting to become our own database. <laughs> you know, we got to publish this somewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe there's a it's Google crazy. Uh, solution for this. Yeah, um, so let me give this a little taste. It's really smooth. It's got a very mild fruit flavor. It's sort of like, it's kind of like a boozy Pacific Cooler Capri Sun, which I'm totally cool <laughs> Is with. it that sweet? Um, well, not quite that sweet, but like that profile. So like it didn't make okay. my, um, it didn't make my salvatory glands kind of freak out, which a lot of sweet things will do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just got like a kind of like it's kind of like a mild Pacific cooler. Okay, it you should add that to the website in a review. Can you do that on Wink? I think so. Okay, I'll at least put it in the in the outline. I would definitely keep drinking this. It's cool. it's it's easy. It's easy peasy. Um, it does it does kind of like the first couple ones, couple sips, kind of like burned in my stomach a bit. I think that's a your stomach issue. Not yeah, and a I wine think issue. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, as we know that, like, um, I can't do like daiquiris and most margaritas. They just like don't agree hmm. with my stomach. Um, so it might just be like the extra sweetness in this that's just kind of upsetting my stomach, and that's nothing against the wine. Right. That's a then me. Maybe that's a me. You thing. should start if you get another box from Wink. Uh-huh. You should. Uh, Go into their dry category and try yeah. some dry wines. Okay, but other than that, like it's it's pretty good to go. So so right now, um, it, this is at least a seven. Cool. Um, but let me, I'll set my timer, twenty minute timer. Cool. Okay. Excellent. Sweet. So well, I guess while we're waiting for that twenty minutes to yeah. go, I have our final Fat Bear uh, Week update. Oh my god. I know. I know you're excited about this. And I, I feel like it's so late in the game. This but. has 
of, 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 of many of our segments, this one has probably generated the most feedback from listeners. Because it's amazing. <laughs> and shout out to Evan, because Evan has been like... He's been inv- he's been invested. Pretty invested <laughs> in it. And so I, I'm, I'm just so teetering on the edge of forgiving him for his previous Bears. Wow. Banner. Yeah. But I, I appreciate, there, I really India. appreciate Evan's enthusiasm and investment into this <laughs> fat bear week thing. Cause I, I share that same amount of fanaticism, uh-huh. I think. Okay. So, anyway, the ultimate winner of fat bear week turned out to be John. Give me a drum roll. Oh, um, How did that sound so silly and so gross at the same time? Well, you know, I got a talent. <laughs> well, it doesn't. It was 480 Otis. Oh, my gosh. I know. You I love Otis. You didn't provide a provide a, uh, a picture of him. Now I got to look him up. Go look him up because he's a big boy <laughs> and he's so sweet. He better be so a big cute. boy. It's fat, bear can- it's fat Bear Week. Well, he's obviously a very big boy because he won Fat Bear Week. The very first thing on Google is it the... Is an NPR article that reads, Fat Bear Week has a champion. All hail 480 <laughs> Otis. <laughs> yep. It is Otis's fourth win, and we're very oh. proud of him because, uh, as you guys oh. may recall from my my breakdown of all the competitors, Otis is an elderly bear at this point. You can and, see it in his face. Yeah. And he doesn't have like all the energy and the super sharp teeth that the youngsters oh, have. Oh, this so. is mashy. The one that yep, just, so just matches the fish. He just kind of gnaws on him all cute. Like. So for Otis to be able to pack on that much weight in such a short amount of time mm-hmm. because he was actually late getting to the river this year. Mm. It is truly, truly impressive. And good so, job, Otis. Otis, a tip of the hat to you, good sir. We are so proud. I know. What a sweetie. What a swell guy. Hopefully we'll see you next year and hope you have a really great hibernation. Yeah. Good job, Otis. On to other updates. Uh, yeah. we, we've gotten some upgrades. We're in the process yeah. of getting some upgrades. We're getting upgrades? Yeah, it's mostly over here on my side, but you know. Oh, okay, because I can't be trusted since I don't <laughs> check my settings apparently. <laughs> so the first thing is is that um, I got this little headphone mixer um, because the way that we record is we each record or we each have like our own mixers and stuff. And the uh, software that we use uh records locally for each of us so like i'm not recording india's feed on my mixer so because of that i have to essentially have uh i was for a while i was running a separate i was running headphones for me and earbuds to be able to hear india but then i got a headphone mixer which now i hear everything through one set of headphones that's pretty cool. It is. And I really want to say that I like this thing, but this little turd produces so much interference noise. I've been having to fiddle with it. Are you serious? That's endlessly. like it's one job is to not do that. Well, so it uses unbalanced cable connections, which I knew was going to, I knew that's what I was purchasing, but I didn't think that it would be this bad. And I was running it for like a half hour before we started like listening to music and having the microphone run. Mm-hmm. zero issues and then all of a sudden like i guess it heated up or something and decided to start making a bunch of noise so i'm not super happy with it but the proof of concept is there for okay. so i'm probably gonna end so up, maybe it's a different one yeah not this one uh yeah so i'm probably gonna return this uh and look for something different 
But uh, yeah, so it just makes our lives easier and uh, less hassle. And eventually, whatever I figure out will be replicated on India's end. Yay, if I can remember to check my microphone settings. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And the other neat thing is, uh, so in Lafayette, Louisiana, there is a local Redditor by the name of uh, KZ... Intech, Kazintech. I'm not really sure how he says it, uh, but this dude pretty much like he works in the tech industry, like doing like computer repair or something. And he gets like older computer systems and will like fix them up and then give them away on Reddit to like to people. So like laptops and desktops and stuff. Uh, and so like I regularly enter it because like oftentimes the laptops that he offers up are better than the one I have. <laughs> huh. Uh, so, I'm like so reading like, this oh, intro dude. paragraph or his headline, and John, uh, I don't, I don't know what half of these words mean. Well, this one's a, a little bit more technical than his usual ones. Like, um, what's a true? But this NOS? one was. Well, we're gonna get there. Okay. This one is uh, his 161st entry for this of like systems that he's given away, hmm. which is really cool. He's been doing this for I think only for like two years. And um, he's only reached out a couple times, like asking, like, hey, if you guys have like old hard drives or something, can you donate them so I can help build these other computers? Because I'm short on them. Like, I started reading this and I genuinely uh, thought that he was talking about a car. And I was like, (laughs) oh, I've I've never heard of a Vostro. Yeah. What is that? (laughs) Uh, The Vostro 420, it's just a a model name for a. a workstation PC for, I think it was from Dell. If I remember correctly, I looked Hmm. it up at one point. Um, So this, the 161st entry was essentially his old file server that he used at home. Uh, And uh, so it's not super, it doesn't have a ton of space in it, but like it's a, essentially it was phrased as like, Hey, I just haven't used this thing in a year. So I'm just going to go ahead and give it away. Um, it has five, one terabyte hard drives, which nowadays isn't a whole lot, especially for a file server, but it's loaded with true NAS, which NAS is net- network addressable, uh, server or storage, network addressable storage or accessible network accessible storage. Sorry. Um, so essentially it's a file server that is accessible on your like local network. And so it's been years and many 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 years since i've had any kind of home lab i used to have a home lab you know like i don't know 15 20 years ago i used to have a home lab with probably like four or five different servers doing different kinds of stuff like i was just super heavy into that into into doing computer stuff so like i threw my hat in there i was like hey i'd really be interested in this and uh and, and i i he just does random number drawings uh and i ended up uh winning it uh, um, that's not your account. No, it's not. So he messaged me later and said this person, it, it fell through for whatever reason. Oh, so you got it. Yeah. So I ended up getting it. So I got this computer. I'm waiting on some cables that show up, which should be here tomorrow or the next day to be able to hook them up and, and get it running. Uh, but what this means is, is that at the very least, 10 cents, 10, yeah, 10 tenths. 10 tenths <laughs> <laughs> podcast will have a uh, physical local backup for all of our recordings. So that's really cool. So does that mean that um, I can stop paying Google for storage? Probably not because we still want to maintain some sort of cloud storage or not 
all the storage is in one location. We want a backup that's not here. So no. like we so either that either that means that every week I send you files and you back them up locally. Backup of, okay. You know, like where you're at, or we maintain the um cloud storage. Uh we but, can maintain the cloud storage. Yeah. It, ultimately that's probably the easiest thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, we use, um, OneDrive, uh, which I, we need to upgrade soon. Uh, Google drive, not OneDrive. Yeah, you're right. I'm so- wait, I thought OneDrive was a Google product. I thought OneDrive was what we used in offices and then Google drive. Is uh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yep. You're right. Get it together. John. I'm sorry. See how helpless I am. So, um, uh, which leads me, uh, to say that if any of our listeners is familiar with TrueNAS, please reach out because I looked up stuff about it and I was like, oh boy, this is it's going to take a while for me to get this running. <laughs> yeah. Because like all he did was install it. He's like, it needs to be configured. Yikes. But then the other thing too is that it's like, okay, well, I'm, I guess I'm collecting old computer hardware again. So if you have old computer hardware that you want to give away, let me know. I could probably use it to improve this server. Because uh, this thing's like, it's, it's like circa... 2012 hardware it's a, a core 2 quad processor 12 gig, 12 gigs of ram and then oh my God, the my five terabytes of ram. yeah 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 <laughs> uh, but uh yeah so it's gonna be a fun little project and it'll be uh uh it'll be fun to see if i can get that working correctly and be able to um get our all of our our growing catalog backed up and easier to manage so that'll be Kind of interesting, you know. Doesn't have we totally lost you at this point? No, not true. There's people that are that are completely riveted by this. <laughs> okay. So also, since we last recorded, I did. I so last time we said I didn't, but this time I did. I went to a new another music show. Good job, buddy. Thanks. I'm so proud of myself. I got outside and I went to a thing. Um, and guess what happened. What I talked, I talked to India. You did not, liar. I yeah. What? Where is the lie in that? You talked to an imposter, is what you talked to. No, I talked to a person whose legal name was India. Legal because she changed it. No, legal because that's what her parents decided. Okay. But that was really funny. I was hanging outside the the bar, and I was talking to some people, and then somebody talked to this random lady and was like, oh, blah, 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 hey, India. And I was like, whoa, time. Whoa, no, time, no, no. Time out. <laughs> time out. Are you telling me I now know a second person named after a geographical location? I was not named after the person? country. I just share a name with a country. I wasn't named for okay, the country. A third person that shares a name with a geographical location. Either way, I was like, this is so cool. We're going to be best friends now. Did you replace me? For that night? Yes, absolutely. Rude. Was she cool? <laughs> yeah, she actually was pretty cool. Well, good job making good choices, John. I know. But uh, so there's three bands. The first two, the first one I missed because I was outside talking and they played really quick. So they sounded cool outside. The second one kind of sounded cool at first. Um, I did some, I did some, uh, some rocking and some rolling. Cool. You know, but, uh. By the end, they are just making a bunch of noise. And I was like, eh, I'm going to walk outside till this is over. Yeah. <laughs> but the third band was this uh, awesome trio out of uh, Texas called Temptress. 
Oh, okay. Which was uh, three lady or two ladies and a dude. Sorry. So you're the way you wrote this on the outline was talk to India, and then the next point was temptress. And I was like, what the f- what? <laughs> It's like, I don't know where this is going, but I don't love it. Uh, I didn't even like, make that connection. Can we not? <laughs> so. No, 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 no. Um, Lafayette India was very nice and respectful. Uh, okay, good. <laughs> no, the band was called Temptress. And they were cool. They were they were, they had some good tunes. Um, so if, if you're a uh, heavy metal fan, I would definitely recommend them. Uh, they've been, I, I created a Spotify playlist for that specific bar for the acts that I see and like, but, uh, so one of the fun things was, is now that I had the long locks, I was able to let them loose and do some head banging for the first, <laughs> yes. I've never done that before. I've never had banged with long hair before. So okay. that, was, that was kind of a cool experience. Was it life changing? Uh, almost. Yeah. You know, it was, it was up there. It was fun. Uh, but the other thing that's kind of crazy about, um, this this bar is it's Freetown Boom Boom Room in Lafayette, Louisiana. If you're if you look at a map uh, of I-10, Lafayette is in a pretty primo spot between like Houston and New Orleans, and then uh, uh, Alabama and Florida. Uh, so a it's lot a of, pretty broad range, right? It is, but a lot of touring bands apparently will are like, yeah, we'll pick up a show in Lafayette in between shows, and so like. Uh, Freetown will sometimes get bands that are normally used to playing hundreds for hundreds or thousands of people and mm. they show up to Freetown and like 30 people show up like the biggest crowd I've ever seen at this place is probably like 70 and it was packed mm. um, so it's really really cool because you get to see these like really good solid touring bands um, but there's like nobody there so like it's very like personal uh, so like it just makes everything like that much more engaging and fun. And so like when Temptress was playing, they're like heavy, and like the um, lead guitarist, she was like laying down some really heavy uh, solos and stuff. Like when I would cheer, I could see her being like, "Oh fuck yeah, I'm kicking ass," you know. Uh, mm-hmm. So like that was fun. It makes it fun. So, but this is the same place that I've talked about before with where I I don't I'm you know I I hate to question the staff, but I, I I'm pretty sure the the bartender still doesn't know how to count drinks. Oh, so you're just getting drinks for free again? I think so, because... Okay, so let me tell you what I got. What my bar tab was. It was five beers, a Coke, a can of water, and a uh, drink that I bought for the food truck guy. A mixed drink. Cool. Uh, For a dive bar, what do you think that cost? $15. Really? That's what it cost. I thought it was going to be more. The beers, if I remember earlier, were supposed to be $3 each. Yeah, they can't count. <laughs> I was guessing 15 because I remembered your story from before where you were like, oh, they only okay. charged $10 for like six beers. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, and so she gave it to me and I was like, I think you missed a drink or two. And she was like, no, that's it. And I was like, all right. All right. Here's a $20 okay, tip. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I was like, I'm going to tip you what I know those cost. Um, <laughs> it was just like, oh, I love this place. Uh, but yeah, they, I asked for a water and they gave me that liquid death. Have you seen that? No. It's this canned water called liquid death. I've seen death. canned water. I haven't seen liquid death though. Okay. Well, it's just another canned water. And I was like, what the hell is this? She's like, it's what we got. And I was like, all right. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was just like, um, I wasn't a fan of it. 
It wasn't that great of water. It's it's water. How's it terrible? Well, I mean, there's different ways you can filter it and stuff and whatever things you add to it. Um, so, you know, just, yeah, you know, and, uh, but that brings me to my last complaint or not my last complaint. My last point about this whole event was, uh, Lafayette, uh, has awful hours for fast food places. Um, they pretty much all close after 11. Why don't you have any 24 hour fast food places? I don't know. Lafayette apparently hates it, but like, it's like Mm -hmm. that all over the, all over the place. So like, if you go out, like you have to plan your meal before you even go out hmm. and it's just it's terrible lafayette get your you don't have a your... waffle house what's your deal uh there are waffle houses but they're really far from where i'm at oh that's too bad you can yeah. always rely on waffle the house. and but the the 24 7 diner um mm-hmm. that's across the street from me like halfway burned down earlier this year so man uh, they're get re- it together yeah they're real they're rebuilding it so maybe that'll end up being my spot yeah, because uh, I can literally walk to it from where I live. Oh yeah, uh, uh, alarm just went off. It's been twenty minutes. Uh, let's see what this wine is like. It's got Any a little. Different? It's got a tiny bit more like um, it's uh, the the tannins are actually kicking in more. Really? Mm-hmm. I I I feel them more. Is that wrong? I feel the little tinglies on my tongue. You look like you're looking at me like I'm crazy. No, it's not crazy. Okay. Flavor is kind of there, is a little bit more pronounced, uh, and the aftertaste is a little bit stronger. So yeah, I would say letting it kind of sit there for a little bit longer does kind of improve the taste a bit. Cool. So would your rating change at all, or is it uh, still a solid seven? I think I'm going to still leave it as a seven. <laughs> I think that's the way to go with that. Excellent. So yeah, pretty fun. Speaking of other adventurous updates, um. I feel like you get to have all these adventures. Bro, just you just like, got to go do stuff. That's all, <laughs> so it's as easy as, as easy as that. All you have to do is Well, just... Molly's been really sick, so okay, we haven't well, been able to go do anything. Uh, She's yeah. much better now that okay, it's okay. Well, then go do stuff. But I think I might have to do a review of the little backpack that I used to carry her up and down the stairs. Oh, whoa. What? Yeah, I think I'll have to do that. Why don't I have photos of this? Because it's been me by myself when you I have to put it on. Do a selfie in front of the mirror. I don't have an. I don't have a full length mirror here. The bathroom. There's not one in the bathroom. There's no mirror in the bathroom. <laughs> there is a mirror, but she would be too low oh, to see. Okay. So I'll, when Houston's home, I'll, okay. I'll have him take one. Okay. Yeah, you should. So I had to go to the junkyard before the autocross to get a couple parts for the Versa. Because mm-hmm. uh, all Versas live in junkyards. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but uh. I had to get a um, a wheel hub bolt because apparently one fell out from the car at some point in the last year. Excellent. Yeah, yeah, you don't need those. So I had to go get one of those. Um, when I went to the pull apart, we had like six verses on the lot. One of them was shocker. It's a huge lot. Okay, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Sorry. They've been producing it since two thousand seven. Mm-hmm. Um, they uh, so the first one was literally in the very first row when you walk through the building. Oh, like right there. Yeah, I know. And uh, but it didn't have what I needed. So then um, or it was the wrong year. Uh, so then the next I came across two more, which were like three more rows in. Hmm. Uh, and I got my parts that I got the bolts and then I got a um, a brake reservoir cap that I needed. Uh, and I was in and out of pull apart in like 30 minutes. 
easy That's peasy. Never happened. Yeah, it was. I was shocked. I was. I was literally walking out. I was like, "How the hell did I expect to be here for hours?" So I've never been to a pick and pull before. Uh-huh. But like, do you? How do you pay for stuff? So you pull the parts, and then you go. Then you go check out. Or like, do you have a map of where all the verses are, or do you just wander? No, they have a database, and they they mark that the vehicles are in whatever rows, and there's a map of the rows. Oh, got and it. they're okay. separated by like um, foreign, domestic, trucks. It depends on the lot, but they usually will split the sections up by some sort of something that makes sense. Cool. Um, you know, so uh, it, it's usually pretty easy to to um, to follow and figure out. But the other cool thing that was never there before. And uh, so I eat before I went because I was like, man, I might be there for a while. And I'm uh, kind of hungover. Oh, and it was only 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, and I'm kind of hungover. Uh, let me grab something to eat before I go. Oh, yeah. That's why you were like, I'm so hungover. I oh, do yeah. This. I, I texted like, so you. go later. Yeah. And you're like, this is later. <laughs> yeah. I was waiting to go at like 8 or 9 a.m. And I texted India at like noon. I was like, awesome. I barely really. Ultimately, I, I this, what I listed earlier was over like three and a half hours, mm-hmm. um, which for a person my size isn't a lot. Um, and. Uh, it, I just somehow I woke up the next day feeling like doo doo, and uh, so I was like, I'm gonna stay in bed for two more hours at least. Uh, you know what? I blame the liquid death. Yeah, damn it, liquid death. Hate you. Um, so, <laughs> but so now apparently Pull Apart has a a food truck. Does it really? Yeah, and I was like, this is a really really good idea. That is a good idea. It makes so much sense and now that I know it's a thing, I'm looking forward to going to pull apart again to go to the That's food why, truck. Like, I think one of the best things that IKEA ever did was put multiple Meatballs. places for food. Wait, IKEA there. has more than one place? So the like the ones I've been to, they have like a cafeteria in one uh-huh. area. And then that has like a buffet, or at least the one in Atlanta did. Oh. Like people would go there for lunch and stuff. And then downstairs by the cash registers, they have like their hot dogs and their cinnamon rolls, which are so oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like uh, how the one north of Dallas was. They yeah. had the cafeteria on the second floor. Yep. And they had the little quick thing by the registers. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Like so the yeah. meatballs that are ready made are upstairs in the cafeteria. Yep. And then the hot dogs that are a dollar. Yeah. And the cinnamon rolls that are a dollar fifty are. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, by the cash registers it's yeah. brilliant yeah that's uh yeah you're right yeah so um uh that was the, the junkyard experience the most exciting part of it wasn't that i got the parts i needed very quickly it's that there's mm-hmm. a food truck sweet what kind of food truck um it looked like americana and mexican food okay yeah i didn't like go and look at the menu really close but i drove by and kind of looked at like some of the pictures they had posted up yeah sign me up it looked um pretty janky which is to be expected for a junkyard food truck i took a picture of it from afar i'll have to send it to you so you can get an idea yeah what I'm talking please about. do uh but yeah um but uh the reason i did that is because there was an autocross the next day How oh that's right exciting is that and it was at a new venue uh, very cool if you open that facebook link Ugh, uh, i don't want to open a no facebook this is link. this is good um one of the members didn't attend because he was working do you know and guess what he does for a job he's a helicopter pilot oh cute so he took aerial footage of the event from a helicopter as cars are on course 
That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's like, how often do you get, do you, is there somebody able to do that? Um, so like that, that was really kind of cool to see. Like, it's not like he just like took it with his phone, uh, but it was still kind of like, oh, this is a really unique view of what what's happening. Um, and like I said, this is in North Lafayette, which is kind of not the best neighborhood. Uh, it's the parking lot of an old Walmart. That is I now, was literally about to ask you, like, what is this, a parking lot for Walmart? Yeah, it totally is. And some okay, of the guys okay. that showed up early went to go. The the uh, uh, panic was on the side of the building. And uh, some of the guys that showed up early and pulled up uh, said that when they pulled up into that side parking lot, uh, homeless dudes were poking their head outside one of the doors. Like, oh, what's going on? Hmm. So, like, just kind of give you an idea of, like, where this is at. Right, right, right. And so, but uh, ultimately, uh, the surface was good to go. It wasn't banged up or damaged or anything. It was actually in pretty good shape. So uh, it made for for some good autocross surface. The course was your usual uh, Suella fashion where they just use as many cones as they possibly can. And nice. It's, and it's usually pretty tight. Mm-hmm. I did post a video of my one of my runs. So you get an idea of that. But overall, the course, it had a loop that probably all together ended up being at least 600 degrees of rotation, mm-hmm. which is huge. Um, <laughs> but it was still fun. Cars were running from the mid 40s to the mid 50s, and I ended up running low 50s. I've been kind of out of the loop of autocross. But one of the things that uh, I learned was that junior carts is no longer a thing. Oh, really? Yeah, they stopped it. Um, Why? Uh, I guess like safety stuff. I started reading on it, but I wanted to I wanted to talk. I wanted to mention it because this is when I learned about it. Uh, but I figured we could save this the majority of the conversation for the next episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, just because it'd be more relevant to what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it was uh, I was really surprising to learn about, but at the same time, not surprising kind of knowing the yeah. history of, of junior cards. A little bit. The other thing, once again, returning to my long locks, I yeah. haven't had to wear a helmet since I've grown out my hair. Oh yeah, what'd you think about that, John? Well, so I was rocking a high ponytail, and every time that I put nope. on, yeah, every <laughs> time I put the helmet on, I would rip it down, yep. and then I take my helmet off and I'd be like, oh, now I have a not a ponytail. Um, yep, big <laughs> and, mistake. Like, there was a couple times where like timing broke down when I was idling in the car. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, uh, maybe I should take off my helmet. And then I was like, if I take off my helmet, my hair is going to get messed up. And mm-hmm. then when I try to put it back on, it's going to probably not sit right. And it'll probably end up in my face. Yep. So you got to tilt, tilt your head back, put your helmet on. Oh, and then til- kind of like sweep, sweep your hair oh, to the back of your neck. Okay. I'll have to try that next time. Because if, even if you put it in a low pony, like uh-huh. when you take your helmet off, it's going to pull some hair like out of place on your ponytail and you're gonna have to redo it so oh, okay you might as well just take it out of whatever like state it's in yeah put your helmet on or like if you can braid it that helps too but that's how i did it i was don't know like okay i'm just gonna <laughs> i'm just gonna leave it down for the day yeah. and then okay. you know okay well good to know maybe i'll hit you up uh, for the next one in two weeks beforehand to go over techniques but it was something yep. i didn't thought of until i like went to go put it on i was like oh crud that's the funny uh, thing about like suddenly having long hair is like so much of it is is not intuitive. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Like um, my brother was trying to learn how to how to French braid for his daughter. Yeah. 
And he was like, do you know, are there good tutorials on YouTube that you can send me? And I was like, yeah, sure. And I started like watching the YouTube tutorials on how to fringe braid. And I was like, oh, so much of this just assumes that you know how to like pull your hair. Half oh, up yeah. Just how to handle back. it. Just how to handle hair. Yeah. And like if you've never done that, then that isn't helpful. Right. So. So much assumed knowledge. So mm-hmm. I had to find one that was like, hey, I'm a dad just learning how to fix my daughter's hair. Here's how I did it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'll send you this one. <laughs> there you go. Caroline didn't teach him? Uh, Caroline didn't know. Oh, okay. She never, that was just never a thing for her. She didn't do it herself. Okay. No, I think she only ever had it done. Like I've French braided Caroline's hair a lot of times. Oh, okay. <laughs> so when I, when I'm with Amelia, like I'll, I'll French braid Amelia's hair. Okay. That's just cute. Just because. It's cute and it keeps it out of her face for, yeah. for a couple days. You okay. Know? Um, so yeah, that was kind of a new <laughs> learning experience. Um, so the the verse I got autocross for the first time, and I think at almost or at least three years. Cool. Well, how'd you do? We did pretty good. The the those Yokohamas, even though they're four hundred forty treadwear, performed mm-hmm. pretty well. I, I was so in the last episode, I complained about the brakes that were on there. They're like some auto zone. Duralast golds or something and Mm -hmm. it felt like breaking with blocks of wood it would have an initial grab and then nothing beyond that no matter how much yeah that's not what you want it was awful and so um i kept digging around in my parts pile that i have in lafayette and i came across a set and i I had to look at them a bunch and i was like oh these are like dct 60s which -hmm. are like heavy duty track um pads and uh I looked up the specs on it because I was like, at least take a really long time to to even before they even begin to grab. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, uh, these aren't effective until they're at nearly 500 degrees. Oh, great. Cool. <laughs> I was like, these won't work for autocross. Let me find the other set. Oh, it's another set of DCT 60s. Jesus Christ. And then I kept digging and I finally found a set of Hawk HP pluses where but one of the pads had barely anything left on it. And I sent it to uh, Doug Narby of Temple of Doom and uh, Temple of Boom uh who's my my louisiana car builder um and uh i was like hey uh do you think that this could make two sets of autocross runs and he's like oh yeah there's plenty of it for that uh <laughs> so I, I told uh, and i was co-driving with daniel Cotrer, um and uh i was like hey this is a situation you good and he's like let's do it and i was like all right screw it so we're gonna send it so i put him on and then they That's ended it. We'll up working do it live. Well. so yeah <laughs> But I did, to be fair, I did bring the other set of brake pads, just in case. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> I don't know how this became like our most technical episode ever, but it has. Jeez, in. India. <laughs> Gosh. Um, but uh, so it's been years since Daniel's driven the Versa. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the one that rode shotgun for the uh, the track night tour, and uh, there's he did some driving then for that. Um, but so, uh, back then he was a front wheel drive owner, uh, and since then he's become a Beamer owner. Um, mm-hmm. so it's been forever since he's driven front wheel drive. And so the first go around, he's like, this drives really weird, uh, because it doesn't, you can't, he can't, um, st- he can't steer the rear end with power. Right. Like a normal rear wheel drive. So it took him a while to get used to that. He said the brakes were good to go. Um, he's in the same boat as me that the seat needs to get replaced. Um, so if there's any other fellow big boys out there who have some, uh, bucket seat recommendations, please let me know. (laughs) I remember when I was doing partnerships and I Uh would talk to seat manufacturers, 
every now and then it would come up. They're like, yeah, we had to start making American sizes. No. <laughs> or like, we finally got our American sizes in. That's what happened with um with everybody that won a, um, a Momo suit. Momo was like, oh, you needed how big? <laughs> yeah. And like, so and everybody that ordered something by the measurements got mm-hmm. the suit and it was tight on everybody. And they're like, oh no, when you get that bad boy, order a couple sizes up for American. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're, they're, they're slim cuts. Yeah. Uh, but then he was also sold on uh running a six point harness, which I have installed. Uh because oh, cool. he's only run a, a five point. And he's like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, this, this he's like, I get it. Uh this feels much better. Yeah. That's kind of the, the Versa recap. Do you want to take a guess on uh, on how we did? Well, in the chat, everyone was congratulating you on your trophies. So yeah. I assume you did, I assume you did well. It was weird. I didn't see a certain co-host congratulating me. I was a little busy. Yeah. I'm very happy right. for you. Busy getting drunk at the airport. No, I <laughs> wish. When I was stuck at the airport on Sunday night... Waiting hours yeah. for my flight to take off. Hashtag thing Southwest. Man, it is a mess. Um, Austin <laughs> likes to close all of their restaurants and everything at like eight thirty or nine. What the? And so F? it's like it's it's like nine thirty, and I'm walking around, and everything has been closed for however long, and I'm just like, really, oh. like, can a girl get a drink? Damn. Yeah, that's terrible. Uh, well, it was so, not good. Yeah, I can sympathize with that Mm. uh so i ended up winning my class good job uh and overall thank you uh overall uh it was in the i was uh in the 40s overall uh results uh out of like almost 90 entries that's pretty good yeah which isn't bad especially considering the car being on on those kind of tires yeah. Oh, and your trophy's a little cone. That's cute. It is. How cute is it? Yeah, Susu liked it. Susu's really good about that. Yeah. Um, and the only other highlight was some dude showed up with a uh, big smoker trailer for lunch mm-hmm. and was uh selling barbecue. And uh I've got I got a pole boy that I never had. A pulled pork pole boy. Yum, I'd eat that. Yeah, it sounded great. It's like I love pulled pork and I love pole boys and I never had a pole boy. Pulled pork po' boy. Let me try this out. So Um, I heard you were vandalizing some cars, though. I wasn't vandalizing. Weren't you? I was pranking. There's a nuance. I I don't think that's what pranking is. Yeah, that's totally how it works. See, a prank with friends, they're cool with it. I wouldn't prank a stranger with that sort of thing. Okay. You know? All I saw was some non-consensual decaling. That's just what you assume. Okay. Probably because you were like pranked, and I'm like, that's yeah. And you're you immediately assume the worst. I mean, yeah. You're you're sitting there peeking through the blinds of your window out the front yard, looking at the kids playing in the cul-de-sac, saying, "I know they're up to no good." That's you. I just want you to get consent before you decal cars with your shawl, your shawl over your arms and shoulder. What's wrong with shawls? They're really comfortable keep you cozy they are but my mom's but really good at people who look out blinds them. wear them i feel like you're just alienating i would love to have a shawl i would love to have a shawl i would love it i don't know but you shawls are primo attire for peeing out blinds anyway <laughs> how many cars um, did you vandalize it was just daniel's 
Okay. I don't believe you. But okay. <laughs> well, that's what it was. All right. You can see you can assume worse of me, but that's what it was. <laughs> okay. But I did. I gave out some decals. Um, they also had like a pile. Uh, I slipped decals into their merch decal pile. <laughs> did you really? Did people take them? Um, I don't know. I slipped it in towards later, but I know they'll probably be out until the next thing. Sweet. Um, whoever whoever <laughs> packed them away was probably like, "What are these?" <laughs> I mean, they're pretty sweet, though. Yeah, I know, right? I feel like they're going to be like, "What? Do, what do tents have to do with this?" Yeah, ten of them. Who needs that many? What That's I secretly absurd. hope for is that it's listeners of ten tents, and they're like, "Wow, their decals have a have a typo on them." <laughs> I bet these will be collector's items someday. <laughs> I'm imagining like their logo, but mm-hmm. what it says 10 tenths, but then it's crossed out and then reads tenths. Yeah. Uh, following it. Uh, that would be pretty good. But um, that'd be good. Uh, the barbecue dudes. Um, so me and four other people all ordered pulled pork. Pole boys. Cause we were all like, this sounds great. And everybody unanimously when they tried it was like, Jesus Christ, there's so much salt in this. Oh, no. Yeah, it was bad. No. Yeah, it was bad, bad, bad. Man. One, yeah, one of the guys was like, God damn, it's like they poured the whole can of Tony's on this. That's awful. Yeah, and it was $12. You shouldn't do that to good pulled pork. $12 really for a pulled pork po' boy. No sides. $12. No, that's, that's criminal. That $12. is criminal. $12. It was awful. Nope, that's criminal. Don't appreciate it. Yeah, so if those guys show up for the next one, which is in two weeks at the same location, I ain't getting anything from them. If anybody asks me, I'm like, don't do it. Don't do it. They oversalt everything. Yeah, and it's and they charge too much. It's crazy. Yeah, 12 bucks for a pulled pork sandwich and no sides is ridiculous. Yeah, so I... Uh, it's no called a you. po' boy for a reason, sir. Yeah, yeah. India gets it. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, you I just I here. am deeply offended by... Yeah, bad pulled pork too. So right, yeah, that's yeah. That was the other thing. Like, like hurts my guys, soul. <laughs> you you were doing so good. You had this whole smoker set up. Things are smelling great, and then you did something. Mm. And it's awful. And speaking it. of pulled pork, men, if you coming, if you're coming to the next Lafayette event, you better show up with a Ziploc bag full of smoked meat, so I can put it in my mouth and I can give you money for it. <laughs> Okay. 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 I need that, men. You better show up. I Why was, can't I was women hoping. Show up with with. Oh stuff? God! You know anybody can show up with that. But Let's he be inclusive, John. Yo, no, 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 no. I will never turn down somebody's meat in my mouth, okay. R- regardless of 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 who it or originated from. Uh, right. But uh, he has a smoker. He's constantly posting video or photos online of what he makes, and I always ask him, "We're like, dude, I will give you money. Just give it to me. I want it." Nom 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 nom. <laughs> Well, hopefully you'll have your dreams come true at the next Oh, one. man. I'll totally pay for it. I don't care. Whatever <laughs> it costs you to get it, plus dollars, give me, please. Uh, so that's that's my that's my takeaway from that event. <laughs> um, <laughs> Excellent. But uh, speaking of cooking, um, mm-hmm. now it's starting to cool down again. And hopefully, as it gets colder, less people are wanting to camp, which means I can get a chance of actually reserving a campsite on a weekend. Fun means that I can finally use my Dutch oven cookbook. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so I, but I don't have a Dutch oven. Well, how do you not have a Dutch oven? I don't. I don't know. I thought you did. I don't. Well, so I have um, cast iron pots that are essentially Dutch ovens, but they're not. They're meant to go on top of an oven. 
so they don't have the legs and stuff like that. Can't you just like suspend it from something? You could, but it's not exactly what you want. Can't so, you just get like a grate to sit on top of your fire? You could, but that's not exactly what you want. Okay, and it's I not, feel like you're just being really well, fussy. It's not how you're supposed to cook according to how these recipes were written. Okay. There's a specific style of cooking and coal usage that you have to do for these recipes to work. This sounds a little fussy for cooking outside. Eh, kind of. Um, but so I, I need, and, and even then, the the cooking pot that I have is in storage in Kansas. So, Boo. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I'm sorry. And it's the one that I just use for my Cajun cooking for, for making stews and sauces and stuff. Gotcha. So it's different. Um, so I am on the hunt for a um, new Dutch oven. The book was saying that I need to get a 12-inch 6-quart or 14-inch 10-quart. Uh, um, yeah. And so I was looking online, and everything that I kept saying, the the one brand that kept coming up was Lodge. Because they're good. I don't, I don't know, Catherine, but apparently is that Lodges you know, are good. Catherine? They're made in Tennessee, too. So, Oh, okay. Bonus points. Get a Lodge, man. What are you doing? Is that what we got for you guys? Uh, I think it's a lodge, but I'd have to check. Or did it. we get the cheaper brand from Academy? I don't know. Okay, I don't either. Um, so I haven't seen it in a while. I'm not sure where Houston put it. Okay, <laughs> he hit it. It's too big for like all of our, all of our cabinets. So yeah. Uh, so I think that's probably what I'm gonna end up picking. I picking up. I think I'm gonna get um, the one that I have in storage is a bigger one. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm gonna go with the 12 inch, um, which is more Sounds of like good. a one two one or two person meal type deal and uh mm-hmm. hopefully in the next month i can get out in the great outdoors and do some cooking yeah have fun yeah so i'm excited about that and speaking of going on adventures yeah me and that one really cool dude named evan who we've had on who's been a guest we've a, talked a about evan this episode yeah you know you, you know you slandered him he uh, slandered bears okay. sir uh, but he does he does love Fat Bear Week, and I respect that. Yeah. Um, so Evan and I decided today that we should go on an adventure. Um, and Evan, when I say we decided, I'm saying from what you said in a hypothetical that you would do is a commitment. Um, I asked Evan today, <laughs> hey, <Okay. laughs> because Evan likes to go bicycle camping, right? Right. I asked Evan, Evan. Could we go, could we take a tandem bike on a camping adventure? Oh, you're going to hate this. And he said, absolutely. Yeah, you're going to hate this. Him or me? Both. Why? I don't think you understand how hard tandem bikes are. I've ridden tandem bikes before. There was a kid down the street with one. We rode it all the time. As kids? Yeah. Okay, no, as an adult, they're really difficult. Yeah, that's okay. I'm down with that. All right, I just hope you film it. Oh, yeah, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was the other thing is like as we started talking, I was like, you know, this has the makings for an um, incredible documentary. Yeah, I, I'd hope you film it. I really do. Like, yeah. So both of you need GoPros, like there yeah. needs to be a drone following you. And he's like, This just sounds like a like a um top a gear terrible episode. Idea. It does sound like a top gear episode. <laughs> so and then I was like, Hey, do you think we could we could pull a trailer while we're at it? And he's like, this yeah, absolutely. Even worse idea. I'm no, so it'll be fine. It'll be great. No, I, I'm excited to watch this. Yeah, so me and Evan, um, the, the worst part of all of it is that uh, getting the bike is going to be really expensive because tandem bikes aren't cheap. 
Yeah. And they're rare. Um, yeah. And so. Uh, I wonder why they're rare, John. Is it because they're not fun to ride? I don't understand why they cost more than two separate bikes. It's literally <laughs> two halves of a bike so put together. I think, I think you've just solved your problem, though. I think you just get two bikes and weld them together. Oh, shit. You're onto something. Yep. I think that's what, you know what? I think God. you have to do that. <laughs> Evan, I just made this challenge so much harder for us. I'm sorry, buddy. But yeah, so uh Evan, you don't know this, but now you do. We're gonna we're we're doing it. You're gonna Dang get it. two bikes, weld them together. Well, we're gonna do a tandem bike camping trip. What the bike is consist of is is up for further development and debate, but No, I'm really excited about this. Good. <laughs> This is a terrible idea. I know. It's going to be awful. I'm going to be like, Evan, we're only going five miles at most. (laughs) (laughs) This is not going to be an amazing, incredibly long journey. Because Evan's going to be like, oh, cool. So we're doing like 80 miles the first day, right? I'm like, no, 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 no. Evan's a bike nut. He'll ride a bike all day long and then the next day. No, thank you. Yeah, the same. That's how I feel about it. But Evan's insane. So. Well, I'm excited to see that footage, really. I am too. So speaking of camping, since this somehow, despite your best efforts, is a camping podcast. Whatever. I'm the (laughs) one doing the camping adventures. I'm the one bringing the camping content. So if anything, despite your best efforts of avoiding going outside. Anyway, so I figured for this week's spooky season uh, content. I would find some little spooky camping opportunities for John and maybe some spooky themed camping equipment. Sweet. Can you hear that? Yeah, I can hear that. Oh, I'm sorry. So I found you to kick off this segment. I found you a spooky tent. So if you haven't already, give that link a a click there, John. Yeah. So what you have in front of you is the uh, Explore Hut Haunted House, and uh, it is a children's tent that is Aww. decorated like a haunted house. It's pretty cool. It's only it's pretty $30. adorable. I don't know how many seasons it's rated for, but... Um, None. Yeah. The description reads, little ones with a flair for the spooky can have a spirited time inside the Explore Hut Haunted House. With its whimsical shape and delightfully scary graphics, this ghost getaway is a perfect space for sharing spine-chilling tales, creating creepy crafts, or letting imaginations run wild. This easy-to-assemble play structure has a front flap entrance as well as a crawl-through side opening that can double as a hidden passage. It's made of durable material that's great for both indoors and out. It doesn't have a roof. No, I'm getting there. Oh, okay. So... It's for ages three and up, and that includes you. And you. Jeez. (laughs) I'm so excited. So, uh, I couldn't get the dimensions of it, but they have a child standing next to it in uh, one of these pictures. A child photoshopped next to it. (laughs) So, I assume that's for scale. Okay. But, uh, so the whole premise of my segment today is we're going to play... How long would John last camping in these scenarios in the spooky tent? And yes, you can have a rain fly and a tarp for the ground. Oh, okay. So we're going to go through some haunted forests and other places. I'm down. 
and you're going to tell me how long you would camp there in okay. your spooky your spooky tent. Okay. I'm so excited. I just really want to see you like sitting in this tent with your legs sticking out of it and like your head poking out over the top of it. Just kills me. Does it does it roll with me when I roll over? Yeah, I think the scale lends okay. itself to rolling. Uh-huh. Okay, sweet. It does not have rollover protection, no. <laughs> okay. So uh, I found an article on insider.com that discussed haunted forests around the world. And we're going okay. to talk about three such haunted places. Hit me with it. So the first one is the Isle of Dolls in Mexico. It's an island where a caretaker found a girl who had drowned and, you know, feeling guilt over not having saved this girl, he affixed a doll he believed to be hers to a tree as tribute to her. He felt that he was still being haunted by her even after that, so he just kept adding dolls until there were thousands of dolls (laughs) covering the island and the shelter he lived in. God damn it. Are you looking at the picture? He lives on the island, too. Oh, okay. Um, Great. He lived on the island because- While doing this. Yeah. Because 50 okay. years after the drowning, he himself drowned in the same spot as a little girl. Oh. Yeah. So there God are plus. literally thousands of dolls covering every single spot on this island. It's insane. Are you looking at the picture? Look at the picture. I, no, I'm looking at a map of the island. Because mm-hmm. from the photo, I was like, is this island only 10 feet wide? Is it? No, it and it's not even an island. That's what doesn't make. That's why I'm looking so confused. I, unless it's just like really weird marshland. Okay. That must be what are, it is. Are you just gonna criticize the? No, island? No, I'm not. I'm just confused. I'm just confused. Okay. I'm not. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Are you looking at pictures of the dolls though? Yes, I am. And that is that's something. So there's actually a really great episode of BuzzFeed Unsolved. And they visit huh. this island to determine if it's haunted. Of course they did. And, and? It's, a, it's brilliant. Um, this is actually like one of the places that they went that I truly never want to step foot in. Really? Because it's not it's not just the dolls that make it really scary. Like there are horrifying spiders there. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> like, a totally no different. Bueno. Yeah. But you're also surrounded by all of these really creepy dolls that are in various states of of disrepair and it it is just genuinely really creepy so uh dozen if you haven't seen this buzzfeed unsolved episode you should go speak, seek it out because it is absolutely frightening but um this island is wild what do you think about it john thoughts on I, the environment if i didn't have any lighting this would probably be rough okay or if like i only had one light source this would be hard to deal with I think you have whatever you can carry in with you. Oh, well, in that case, I, well, regarding the dolls, I think I could be okay. If, but if the spiders are as bad as you say, the dolls don't creep you out. Um, not a whole lot. Everywhere. They're watching. From the, yeah, I get that. From the photos, not necessarily. I'd I'd imagine that in person, this Mm -hmm. is like a totally different thing. And it's just like, oh, like once you finally get them completely around you. I can totally imagine that that would be very unsettling, but the uh, the spider thing is another element of it where it's like, ooh, that's kind of a deal breaker. 
Okay. You know, um, so, so, that, so how, would I, would I go do it? Eh, probably not. No, no, no. This is, this isn't about would you go do it mm. like in general. This is oh. how long would you last camping oh. there in, in your spooky tent? Oh, in the spooky tent. Oh, so yeah. I don't even get anything. I don't even get like essentially a sealable environment. You get a um, rain fly and a tarp. Uh, if I made it through the night, I'd be surprised. Really? Considering if, if it's if it's infested by with spiders, yeah. I kind of want mean, you like, to. I want you to go watch this episode now and then yeah. come back to once, me and tell me. Once I'm in, once I'm, you know, if I'm in a tent, the dolls can't get me. That's how the rules work. That's what they want you to think. They don't say that. It's true. Don't say that. It's true. Don't. <laughs> Why? Because it's true. I don't want you to go into the island of dolls and like think they can't get you in your tent. They can. Oh. I've seen to- Toy Story. I know how this works. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you wouldn't make it through the night on the oh, island of dolls. Maybe not. Yeah. Oh, man. I wouldn't want to go there either. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. Next up, we have the Elfin Forest in California. Uh, and this one actually has a lot of stories about how bonkers it is. Um, But the most prominent story is of a nomadic tribe that came into the area at the turn of the 19th century. When the local townspeople found out, they set out to drive them off and killed any of them that stood stood their ground and tried to, like, stay. Good job, Whitey. Yep, lots of massacring. Um, The survivors curse the the surrounding land, and locals swear it is haunted. Yeah, damn right it's haunted. Yeah, well, and if that weren't enough, there's an abandoned insane asylum on the land. Oh, believed to, yeah. okay, great. Yeah, and the land was originally believed to uh, have inhabited have been inhabited by Native Americans as early as 9,000 years ago. So you know there are burial grounds like yeah. all over the place. And also no self-in service. Of course. Why would you need that? Why would the, you need the that? The trees are crazy looking. Yeah, they're definitely crazy looking. You know, like, you you remember the movie Poltergeist? I have seen sections of it. I don't think I've ever seen the whole thing. But you know the premise, right? Where it was a house built on an Indian burial ground? Yeah. Or something like that? Um, These folks apparently just took it to a whole other level. They're like, hey, let's not build a house. Let's build an insane asylum. So then the spirits can possess the crazy. It'll be fine. It's fine. No worries. This yeah. Disturb the, anyone. The spiritual juju will be totally fine with this. Totally fine. Oh, my gosh. They're, so oh. camping there with all of this bad stuff that's gone on and no self and service. How See, long would you last okay. in your spooky tent? So <laughs> here's the problem is I would go if you didn't talk about that stuff and you just showed me the photos of this place. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd be like, yeah, let's go. Because it looks cool. It's very unique, like trees and stuff. That's how they get you. Yeah. Um, if I didn't know anything about that, then I'd probably be okay. Um, but if you started talking about that stuff and then I started hearing noises, ooh, girl. Mm-hmm. I might be getting nervous. I don't know if I'd make <laughs> it tonight. Or if I did make it tonight, like you, like somebody would have to be big spooning me to like get me through the night. No, the whole premise of this is you're by yourself with your spooky oh, tent. I'm by I don't myself. think a second Ooh. person would fit in your spooky tent. You don't know that. You don't know what we can fit in there. I mean, the child. Your your scale is a Photoshop little girl. 
the child that they put there for scale is what if she was six foot tall you don't know she might have a disorder okay so how long you think uh if i know about the spoopy scary uh maybe a night you absolutely know about the scary stuff that's the whole okay if i know about the scary stuff i don't know dude uh I might be able to make it through the night. I feel like if I can make it through a night, I can make it through any nights. You know? I don't know. I feel like that's just testing the ghost patience. No, my 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 I, my threshold is getting through the first night of something. If I can do the first night, then I can do however many after that. I feel like this Unless is exactly es- like what everyone in the Blair Witch Project thought. <laughs> Unless it escalates. Blair Witch escalated. Of course it escalates. The spirits get mad that you're there. Well, if the spirits were really doing stuff, then I wouldn't even make it a night. I mean, maybe they're like, all right, let's see if this guy just kind of mistakenly like wandered over. Like slow boil it? Yeah, like, uh, okay, well, he's not leaving. Maybe we yeah, don't yeah. want him well, to stick they around. Well, slow boil it. And they just we kind should of like, kick it up a notch. If they just Bam. like kind of shake trees and stuff the first night where I'm like, oh, that's probably just an armadillo. You know, then <laughs> I would make it the first night. Yeah, armadillos shake trees. That's how that goes. Or like the brush. Um, sure, 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 sure. But uh, like at the second night, it's like I hear blood curdling screams and my tent gets rattled a bunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm probably boogieing out of there the second night. Okay. You know. Fair enough. So, yeah. So maybe a night, maybe two nights. Yeah. Depending on how many armadillos are in the brush. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> All right. Our third location and final location. Okay. The old house woods around Chesapeake Bay in Virginia. So in the colonial era, these woods were known as a hangout for pirates and thieves because the woods were so dense and dark and obviously had close proximity to the bay. But awesome. there are... Yeah, there are lots of stories of lost treasure, some belonging to Charles II of England uh, as a contingency plan in case he lost a big war over in Europe. And later, another set of treasure from General Cornwallis before he surrendered at Yorktown. Whoa. So because of this, Uh, many... What? No, go ahead. Because of this, many sightings of pirates and soldiers, specifically redcoats, Carrying lanterns and searching for lost gold are reported, and often people will spot ghost ships in the bay with figures aboard. Yeah. Cool. And the ghost ship kind of like makes its way into the woods, and people can see the figures moving around and like hunting for the treasure and stuff. But yeah, lots of people got murdered in these woods, I'm pretty sure. Like by ghosts or? By thieves and pirates, Okay, 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 okay. Um, So- Here's my take on this. If these are murder ghosts, I'm screwed. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If these are pirate ghosts, you know. Every pirate front- ghost is a murder not, ghost. Not always. There's a spectrum of, of they don't. <laughs> pirate, pirate ghosts. Like pirate doesn't mean always murder. Pirate, pirates do more than murder. Okay. Pirates uh, do a lot of murdering though. They do, but they do more than that. Okay. Um. So I feel like if uh, these weren't exclusively murder pirates, which would just mean I die. Okay. Uh, if I just showed up with a ton of booze and got hammered 
I could probably convince them to party with me. And if I don't die the first night, it's going to be a great weekend. So here's my take. Uh Uh-huh. I think you are at this campsite <laughs> drunk anyway in your spooky tent. Fair. And then you Because the only reason I'm up. in the spooky tent, the only reason I'm sleeping in the spooky tent is because we got hammered and picked up the wrong tent. <laughs> yeah. So you poke your head out of the spooky tent <laughs> and you look around and you see some red coats coming at you. Oh, and well, I'm fighting them. Drunk you is like, rawr, 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 I'm a Marine. Yeah, I got to defend rabble, America. Rabble, rabble, rabble. Got to defend America. I'm a patriot. And then you try to fight to. the redcoat ghost. Mel Gibson you, Warface. You definitely get murdered. Oh, I'm going down in a blaze of glory then defending America. <laughs> I'm down. Uh, no, That's here's it. how I see you being found in this though. Is It's like <laughs> murdered John halfway flopped out of a spooky tent. Pants around the ankles, ass <laughs> in the air. Yeah, bottle of exactly bottle of rum. Mm-hmm. Oh no, no. So, so old old house woods is definitely John got into a bottle of Sailor Jerry weekend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, that's that's what that is. Because I uh, think this now Sailor has Jerry, to be like your your bucket list for places to go camping. Okay. <laughs> With Sailor Jerry. Yes, and okay. this spooky tent is only 30 bucks. I'll buy it for you. Okay, sweet. Uh, I have to warn, me and Sailor Jelly are like a runaway diesel. Once that bad boy gets going, it's gone. Okay, so how so, is that different than you in no, any a, other case? It's a totally different level. That's I don't want to necessarily be that's, there for that. that. Yeah, that's the, like... that's the drive up and kick me out the back door <laughs> type of situation. You don't want to be okay. around for that. Okay, I think uh, I'll just like... Put up some GoPros in the area and like. Yeah, you're gonna have to do a lot of blurring because ass up in the air is definitely gonna be a thing. <laughs> Why? It's just, man, once you get drunk to a certain point, you know, pants just end up off. Ew. Not in the like sexual way. It's just like, man, these are really inconvenient. But like, why are you running around and without pants on though? Like, because the last the thing I want to do in the wilderness they're reducing is my be, agility like, in any state of undress. No, it's cool because um, I'll have my musket. I'll have my rapier, uh, which will be on a belt. Yeah, so it I don't does need sound pants. Uh, I don't need. I, damn it, Andy. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't need the. I don't need the pants to hold I that think up. If your if your pants are limiting your mobility, you're not wearing the right pants. Well, you know, maybe. Yeah. Well, you know. So if if if, if they are, <laughs> oh then God. I'm then I'm gonna go with the obvious solution: get rid of the pants. I just think you should solve the pants problem before you go out into the wilderness. Because if pirates come up on you, man, and you're pantless, like that just seems really irresponsible. It's a uh, it's a warrior mentality. You show them what you're all about. It's like the uh, like the haka. You just you know you just you give yeah, it all you so got. Like Porky Piggin is the response here. <laughs> Bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see how it works out for him. Yeah, that ends up with me dead ass up hanging outside of a kid's tent. That's. Really, it's like you're gonna the, be on uh, so many lists after this. It's like I, that that SNL uh, skit with Lorraine that gets abducted. <laughs> Next thing you know, I'm Porky Piggin. It's Kate McKinnon's best work. Oh I, my god, I love those. And they, I will die and rot the, on that hill. <laughs> the who was the um, the actor that they had on it like the second go around? I forget. Um, uh, dang, but he couldn't hold it together. Yeah, for that. I he's forget. Just breaking so hard. It's someone really good too. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, he's a good actor. And it's just like he just can't because because of her. 
Oh, I have to Google this. Her now. her character that 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 is one of my favorite SNL skits because it went wrong. Uh, because she's so good. <laughs> Hang on, Kate. SNL alien abduction. <laughs> uh, I think there's like three or four of them. It, it it his name should just be in the in the title. Ryan Gosling. Yeah, That's Ryan. It. Yeah, Ryan Gosling just lost it like halfway through once she started going at it. Yeah, I don't. I think Kate McKinnon's the only one that actually like kept a straight face in the whole thing. Yeah, bravo to her. It was incredible. She's amazing. Um, if you don't know those ones, I would highly recommend looking Go up. Watch and I'm, I'm assuming so India. That's that's how you know the phrase "Porky Pig" in it. I had heard that before Kate McKinnon, but she definitely like okay. launched it into she owns pop it culture iconery. Yeah. 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 I kind of feel the same. I, I'm pretty sure I heard it before, uh, but she just, she made it her own. <laughs> yeah. It will forever so. belong to Kate McKinnon now. Yeah. <laughs> Such but a that being character. said, somehow I don't think being panless. <laughs> <laughs> you, you mean... Being a uh, fat Porky Piggin version of Mel Gibson's, uh, was it The Patriot? Is oh that was that, was that the movie? Well, you were uh, you mentioned like face paint before, and that's Braveheart. But The Patriot, was no, no, the no, 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 not the face paint. The Patriot, yeah, yeah. Then. But I'm talking about the the Patriot for this camping scene. You know, that's what I'm imagining. Like, like when he goes to rescue his son and he's running from tree to tree and his boys are like helping him and he like comes from uh, from around a tree and he's just like, ah, that's me. But Porky Pig in it. That's still one of the most horrifying things I've heard. In a exactly. Time. Yeah. That's what I'm, I'm going for. Maximum shock value to like freak the pirate ghost out. Be like, I oh. would be like if you okay. somehow like popped out of the woods like that, I would shoot you on the spot. I would be like so horrified and threatened <laughs> that I would shoot you. <laughs> like, Some guy with with a with a cat t shirt, yeah. a, a yeah. knife in one hand, a, uh, a a a Native American hatchet in the other one. That's so horrifying. Just going, I like, <laughs> just I feel so bad for our listeners right now. Like, doesn't <laughs> I'm so sorry that this mental image is in your head at this moment and. I want that go, scene, but with my face photoshopped on Mel Gibson by the next episode. Go watch Close Encounters for <laughs> SNL for a little bit of, of brain bleed for you. <laughs> so awful. All right. Well, that's that's all the spooky camping I have for you this week. Okay. Um, I'm really excited for my next couple of segments. Yeah? I you got some spent- stuff planned? Oh, yeah. I go all out for spooky season. And okay. you need to find some peppers so you can do the I last do. one. You're right. Get on it. Time's a wasting. Okay. Well, time is a uh, wasting. You ready to wrap this one up? Yes. Dozen. I do apologize for John's uh, porky pig image and for (laughs) the lack of camping content that we've been having. We'll step it up. (laughs) All right. You ready? Super ready. All right. Here we go. They may take our land, but they cannot take our tents. See, it was like a Braveheart reference. Yeah, you feel good about that? I do feel good about it. I just can't. (laughs) Keep it campy. I mean, what even are we doing now? Bye, Dozen. Bye. We did it.